Welcome back to No Days But Today, the podcast where we look back at the 2005 Moody adaptation of the 1996 Tony Award-winning musical Rent. I'm Blake, and returning to the podcast, my special guest, Liz from Mean Girls Minute. Liz, how you doing? Hello! <laughs> this will be the cheeriest <laughs> VR in this whole show. <laughs> exactly. I had to start on a real high because it's gonna get real low. Yes, this is gonna be really depressing. I'm. De- this is this is the down down sh- um, shift of the movie. <laughs> yeah. So we get this, but like I have um we have Robert um, Robert Black coming on for the funeral scene and everything. So that's fun. Oh yeah. Oh man. <laughs> Yeah, the tear fest that is the funeral scene. Especially in the movie. It's so much like sadder in the movie. It's on the Broadway show. Uh, I I only watched the this these songs because I was like, I have had a really rough couple of weeks. I cannot just dissolve over rent right now. I will say, I do suggest, I know I sent you the link, the Broadway show, the version I sent you, it was the final Broadway performance. So, it's a special night, which is why, like, Tracy Toms is there, because she wanted to play Joanne on stage, and they let her. For this yeah, I, I was I was a little confused. I was like, okay, so this isn't the original cast except for Joanne. No, it's she's <laughs> only from the movie, but she never played it on Broadway, and she wanted to before it closed, so they let her. So, All right. Very cool. I, I like the fact that they did that for her. Yeah. So, all right. On the Broadway show, I, I like how simple it is, by the way, for the back-to-back song, because it's just like three tables and some chairs set up and they're just right. moving around on the tables and you know what's going on and especially on the dvd version of the broadway show where they have the zoom ins and you see what's happening but yeah it's... i like it it's sad but i like it <laughs> yeah i'm always fascinated by what they can do with uh the just the the fewest amount of props on a Broadway stage. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, well, I should clarify. I've never actually been to Broadway. Wow. Uh, I guess with a musical set. <laughs> well, I um I used to live in New Jersey, so I used to go to Broadway shows all the time. <laughs> so I yeah I've never been to New York, so yeah. I I took my son to see his first Broadway show this past summer, and he went to see SpongeBob, and he loved it. I've heard really great things about that musical. It was really, really, really good. Better than it, it deserved to be. <laughs> <laughs> I just have to catch things as they travel, as the touring companies come through Indianapolis. If you get a chance, and I'm saying this to everybody, if you get a chance to see In the Heights on the tour that's going on right now, and it comes to your area, see it. <laughs> Noted. It came here. And me and Mandy saw it. It was unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, it was fantastic. So, anyway, I can talk about musicals for hours. I really can. I love them. But let's get back to Rent. <laughs> um, let's get back to Rent. And 
in the, the only real difference, other than the staging, which I like the staging, like I said in the Broadway show, is in the context of the Broadway show, the Benny Mimi relationship has kind of already been fleshed out. So the jealousy is already there. <laughs> Where in the movie, it hasn't been touched yet at this point. So that's important to note. Yeah, it, they, they yeah, it's in they are it, the dynamic is a little bit different. Uh yeah. when about when Roger gets all huffy about Benny. Yeah. Now, I, I, all seriousness, do you think Roger has the right to be like he is about Benny if maybe he didn't do anything when they were together? No, I think uh, but I I I think no, I think Roger is, uh, he's the pretty boy front man who wastes his opportunities. Which, and so he's like, a, he's got, he's one of those guys that just can't handle anything, right? That. Like, and everything is someone else's fault and he's afraid. So, but he can't admit it to himself that he's afraid or what he's afraid of. And he, so he's just going to blame everything on Mimi. Yeah, true. Or Betty or anyone else he can blame. Or anybody else. Yeah. He's going to dump any of his problems on anyone who can. Yep. And we find out that later he blames things on Mark later on in the show. So. Yeah. (laughs) He didn't deserve it either. (laughs) But in the movie, before we get to the song, we arrive to the loft and we find Betty there with all of their stuff. And that's a complete different from the Broadway show because none of this happened. Like, he never <laughs> took all their stuff away and did all of that. That never happened. So I like the addition of that because it's a nice little detail they added here. Yeah, it it, add, it does add some... Uh, it adds some stakes, I guess, that... Or, uh, I guess, maybe not stakes, but... Benny trying to sort of weasel his way back into their lives like, yeah. and be magnanimous. And also, in the Broadway show, he offers them the red free lease. But in the Broadway show, I think they take it because it's never really talked about again. <laughs> but here, <laughs> they don't take it, which I, I don't know how to feel. Like, I respect Mark because he's saying, look, we can pay for it now. But, I don't know, I would maybe, looking at it from my perspective, I might take the rent-free lease anyway. <laughs> well, right, and then use your advance money to, like, I don't know, pay your heat bill or something. Right, exactly. See, I would have taken advantage of this, to be completely honest. So. I, I mean, like, I understand, like, you don't want the string, you, there's always strings attached, whatever, whatever, but, like, I mean... It's not like you're going to end up... It's not like they can end up any worse off than they already are in terms of Benny. So they might as well take his charity. Right. And you say they use the money for something else. You can use it on food or something like that you need. Right. (laughs) So, But I do love their loft, by the way. Their loft is so fucking big. (laughs) 
And it's so like it's this weird form of New York City luxury where it's massive, but it's derelict. Exactly. <laughs> <It's> like... I... <laughs> That's a good way of putting it. But um, I like that. But also, the they made a point earlier that they were squatters, so he couldn't do anything about it. Which I like that little detail that they put in. So yeah. It also helps that Joanne was a lawyer, and she knows that. That helps, too. All right. So, at this point, Mimi reveals that... Mimi, sorry. Benny reveals that Mimi convinced him to reconsider, and this is where Roger gets pissed. <laughs> right. Because she went and talked to him about not being a jerk about the apartment? Yeah. I, it's the same thing in the Broadway show. But I think in the Broadway show, because of the history that's already there, I could see him being more jealous there. But here, there's no history. You don't know anything yet. So why are you right. so pissed? <laughs> because he's Roger. True. Very true. Well, that leads us to the song. The oceans crash, the crowds roll. In the Broadway show, though, the only thing that, in the difference here, is that they're in their, they're, I think, in Mimi's place, and Roger goes and says, let me guess, you're, why are you late? Like, she's always late, apparently. And she's, he's trying to be, like, an asshole. <laughs> yeah, he, no exactly. Reason. That's what I'm saying. Roger is just, like, that's his natural state of being. So, all right. So, we... The song starts, it is without you. I don't have all these crazy stats of the song. It is popular because I don't think more people want to listen to it. <laughs> to be completely honest. It's like in Hamilton when you get to burn. I love that song, but it is depressing. <laughs> so, oh, burn. I know, man. Burn and um, like... It's Quiet Up Town. Those two songs. I love them, but they're depressing. So, so yeah, one of the reasons that uh, I chose this, I wanted to talk about this song is because the, the, my favorite songs from musicals tend to be the ones that are overwrought with emotion and they just like punch you in the gut. Uh One, because they're really fun to sing along with for me, Mm -hmm. but two, because it's like, that's what a musical is. That's like why you have a musical. That's that's the difference between a musical song and just a pop song is that they aren't couching their emotions in catchy pop phrases. They are going to like bear their souls in this song and it's going to be raw and gritty and emotional and you're going to feel it. And I love it. Then you must love the soundtrack to Dear Evan Hansen. <laughs> I have not heard that. Oh my God, you have to. That soundtrack is I, incredible. Yeah I, 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 yeah, I need to catch up on things. I have yeah. this, I go through cycles where like, 
i only listen to audiobooks or i only listen to podcasts or i only listen to musical like i just do these weird cycles of audio <laughs> so yeah. it's probably time to well, do you like, do like the it. raw and emotional songs that's dear of hansen in a nutshell <laughs> okay and it's it's amazing and ben platt is amazing in that show he deserved the tony award he won for it <laughs> so it's definitely right. a suggestion um, well, speaking of other shows, I, I have a, a a thing that can pick us up at the end of this song that mm-hmm. I'll talk about that's not super related to this song, but is related in my brain to Rent. Fair so enough. there is a light at the end of this tunnel. Okay. Besides the extra song I <laughs> sent you on purpose after this. <laughs> oh, I, I did. I missed that link. I didn't. Oh, it was after <laughs> without you. I sent it to you in the email. So I'll explain it in a second. Okay. So back to this. I wrote down pretty much what was going on on screen. Because this is a great (laughs) montage. It's a fantastic montage. It's, it's, it is a, it's a, it conveys a lot. uh, But my notes literally say the things happening in the background during this song are so depressing. I can't even take notes. (laughs) I'm the kind of person that takes the notes anyway <laughs> i don't have that kind of willpower so i'm glad this is your show not mine perfect so we start at um mimi walking in the park by the way looking beautiful i love rosario dawson so oh yeah i love her she looks great in this movie yeah so and her acting in this montage is amazing i just want to throw that out there right now oh yeah so she's um buying drugs from her dealer again like she does again mm-hmm. And then she's back to dancing, and I had to stop for a minute and watch the slow motion Mimi dancing, because, well, <laughs> I had to, because I didn't get that sent out tonight, so I had to go watch that for a minute. <laughs> um, and then we cut to Roger catching her ready to um, shoot herself up um, on the commentary track, which is an, one of the better commentary tracks I've ever listened to is this movie commentary track because it's Chris Columbus, Anthony Rapp and Adam Pascal. Oh yeah. That is Fantastic. A, an interesting group. Yes. And, um, they, they, they actually dropped a lot of behind the scenes and cut stuff from here that I've been bringing up throughout the show. And this is one of the times that they brought something up. Chris Columbus said that he got a lot of shit from people because he says that people were telling him, that it's very slim and rare that someone would actually stop about to shoot up and throw the needle down like she did in this scene. So, I, I don't know anyone that's ever been in this situation, so I can't verify. <laughs> but that's what he was told. So Yeah, I, I don't know a lot about uh, about drug use. Uh, but, I, I mean, I think that the... Whether it's realistic or not, as a directorial choice, it it really it does a great job of uh, illustrating where Mimi is. That right. she wants to quit. She wishes she could quit. She wants to be what Roger wants her to be, and she's so frustrated with herself that she can't. True. Um. And I, I think that's just a really 
it's a really great way to illustrate that whether it's realistic or not it it is a movie true and also this is important there is literally only been two things that had to be changed in this movie to get it from to a PG-13 rating one of them they had to change a curse word earlier in the movie and here they had to cut out a couple of scenes of the needle. That's it. <laughs> huh. That's it. So you can't show an actual actual drug use yeah. and get a PG-13? Pretty much. Interesting. Apparently, that's what I learned. It was, like, was that working at MPAA? <laughs> <laughs> well, the funny part was, and this is a joke I'll bring up again from earlier, the scene... It's in the Broadway show. It's one of my favorite parts in the Broadway show. When they're on the street and Mark starts videotaping a cop, um, kind of bothering a homeless lady, and she says, yeah. who the fuck do you think you are? I don't need no goddamn help. They couldn't say that and keep the rating. <laughs> what? They had to yeah. change it to, who the hell do you think you are? I don't need your help. Okay. I'm not joking. They explained that on the commentary. <laughs> yeah, the MPA is weird. Yeah. They But he can say um f- um they can say the F word in Tango Marine with no problem. <laughs> uh yeah, I think you get one F bomb per... or two, something like that. <laughs> yeah, and it can't refer to the act. Oh. So you can't talk about fucking, but you can say fucking. Okay, fair enough. Right, like you could say fuck you, but you can't say I fucked her. Fair enough. Well, it's like, um, do you watch your Practical Jokers? No. Okay. There's a, I, listen, I watch their show. Me and my wife are obsessed with that show. And they explained it on their podcast that apparently there's a rule on True TV where you can say the word shit, like, oh shit, but you can't talk about shit as in poop. Yeah, you can't say I took a shit. Yeah, they can't. Right, it's hysterical. The rules. <laughs> That's one of those yeah, rules no, on that show. Yeah, it's similar to the it's similar to that f bomb rule yeah. that like you you can only talk about it. You can only use it as an expletive. You can't use it to refer to something that has a more biological yeah term. Exactly. So I, the first thing that came to mind is now with that. <laughs> so then we cut to life support. And I like the fact that Mimi's trying and she's in life support. Yes. I like that. And that, and that yeah, that warmed my heart a little bit. Mm-hmm. And what makes it worse is the fact that throughout everything in life support, everyone's laughing and smiling while people are disappearing. Oh, that's heartbreaking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's that's just it's another great directorial choice to make you. Like, you understand that these people have AIDS and they're dying, and but they're while they're in this group, they're trying to be there for each other. Oh, God, I'm going to cry. Exactly. And it, it's the sad song, but they're trying to make it through real life. It's, it's crazy. Um, we lose two people in this part. And then we cut oh. to Mimi having a withdrawal attack. And I like the fitting that it's pouring outside. That little detail. And then we come back to life support. What's that? Oh, did I lose you? I'll do say something. (laughs) Sorry. I 
one of us cut out for a second. I no, I actually, I what happened was I heard you. I thought you were going to say something, so I stopped. <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry. It's all good. It's all good. So she has a withdrawal attack. We'll get to that back in a second. We got back to life support, and one more person disappears. But that's it for life support. We're done there. We're, we're not going to go back there. Um, we cut to the subway. This is heartbreaking for me. Where Angel uh. is with Collins. This is the same subway car where they had Santa Fe earlier in the movie. And Collins is holding Angel. <sighs> it's it's gut wrenching. It hurts to watch. It does. But then you have that, and then we cut to Roger carrying Mimi, who's shivering in her withdrawal. And he puts her on the couch and tries to talk her down because he's been through this. He knows how this feels. So. Yeah. And he's trying. He's trying to help her to his credit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, he. Yeah. yeah. There's nothing else you could say there. We cut to the hospital and Angel is in the hospital. But I love how the whole gang's there. No matter what's happening in their lives, everyone's there. Everyone loves Angel. It's hard not As to. As it should be. <laughs> um, Collins is in bed next to him. Mimi's doing his nails, which I thought was adorable. <laughs> um, Marie's yeah, giving flowers. Really nice. Joanne is standing bedside. And they have Mark and Roger sitting in chairs. Roger looking annoyed. And Mark looked like he's been there all day. <laughs> well, yeah because i i mean it's been a long time since i've seen the whole the movie all the way through or heard the musical all the way through but i think i feel like angel had a huge impact on mark it's true you can you can just even like one of my favorite songs from the cast recording the original cast recording is um is life support oh, and 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 the like the very the part you don't get in the movie the part where uh they're doing introductions and you get tom collins hi i'm angel and mark is like oh um hi i'm mark oh god okay i'm uh hi i'm mark oh boy this is quite a this is quite a situation <laughs> an operation, operation. <laughs> Uh, if you could like, I, I think Mark learns so much about uh, like so much poise and self possession from Angel that I I think he learns the same lesson that all of the rest of the crew learns like love each other love is you know the most important thing you can have in your life love your life, live your life, be you. But I think the be you part, Mark got way more of that than anybody else did. I could agree with that. I can definitely agree with that. And also, I love that Mimi's doing her nails, his nails, because they, it's kind of playing off stuff that's not in the Broadway show, because they don't really talk about Mimi and Angel's relationship that much. And here, they make sure you know how close they are from beginning of the movie all the way to now. Yeah. Which I like. So. Um, Maureen and Joanne, they share a glance. We 
don't know where that's going to lead until later. Um, and then we fade out, and then we fade back to Collins and Mimi taking care of Angel, who's getting worse, which is uh, terrible, awful. Yeah. <laughs> but then, I also think, I like the fact that Mimi is there, and he's she's feeding him ice and trying to make sure he's okay. It's the little things. I like that they added that in. As heartbreaking as it is to watch. <laughs> yeah, it uh it's it's those it's the little human things of yeah, his mouth is going to be dry but he can't drink so she's got to she gives him ice cubes and Yeah. Oh. I work at a hospital, so like I see a lot of this stuff all the time. So for me, I'm a little immune to it. <laughs> so that could be what it is for me. <laughs> um. So then we cut to an alley where Roger catches Mimi buying again. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah. On the one hand, like I get why he's upset. On the other hand, I'm like. Dude, Roger, how how do you, like, obviously she's using, how, how do you not know? True. Like, why do you have to catch her buying, like, actually buying the goods to know that she's using? Well, maybe it's one of those situations where he wasn't sure and he was He was trying her. to give her the benefit of the doubt. Exactly. And he was maybe worried or... Maybe he was thinking, maybe she is, and followed her that day and happened to see it. You know? Yeah. It's like catching, um, it's like saying, is she cheating on me? And then you're like, well, maybe I'll go spy on her and find out. It's the same mentality here. Yeah. So, Roger splits up with her there. We don't need any words to describe because your facial expressions are amazing here. So they were, yeah, they really are. Um, we cut to Mimi in her dressing room at the club, and um, she, she's crying like she does. And now, I need to know sure. how did Benny get in? <laughs> uh, yeah, he gave the guy at the back door a twenty. Okay, because. It's, it's how a, how yeah. does any man ever get into any dressing room on a TV show or movie ever? True. I always <laughs> wonder that. It's, it's the Zach Morris mentality in um, Say by the Bell. <laughs> it's the, just if I'm charming enough, I can go anywhere. Yeah, very true. So, Betty checks on um, Mimi and pretty much gives her a hug, which I gotta give Benny credit. Even if he's just doing another friend, that's fine by me. You know? Yeah, like, uh, I I have a hard time hating Benny. Especially as an adult. <laughs> right, yeah. Right, now that I'm no longer uh, a brash, idealistic 20-something. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, now I'm a brash, idealistic 30-something. And I can see Benny's point of view a little bit. <laughs> exactly. I kind of grew up and now I see, okay. I don't, okay. I don't respect the fact that he might be cheating on his wife, but right. <laughs> everything else I understand. <laughs> yeah. That, I can't square that, but 
everything else. I'm like, he grew up. Like he tried to. He grow can't. Up. <laughs> well, yeah, he can't watch The Little Mermaid anymore because he identifies with King Triton. <laughs> <laughs> That's it's great. ruined for like Little Mermaid's been ruined for him forever. He's he's uh, past the point of no return. Oh man, I like that. That's funny. <laughs> that's a good ride. <laughs> like that's my line. I like that you know one. that you've grown. You know you're an adult when you can no longer identify with Ariel in The Little Mermaid. When you <laughs> when you watch those opening scenes of The Little Mermaid and you are like, young lady, you get back here. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, <laughs> oh, that's that's fun. I like that. And then we go back to the hospital one last time. Collins oh, crying, to, holding Angel, and that's that. That's where we fade to black. But in the Broadway show, that's not how this goes. <laughs> in the Broadway show, Angel doesn't die during without you. I don't understand. <laughs> Contact. <laughs> the song that comes on right after this. Because I'm the whole point of this is, is in the Broadway show, During Without You, Marina and Joanne get back together. Mimi and Roger get back together. And Angel is dying. So we have the song Contact come on. Hot, hot, hot. Wet, sweet, wet, 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 red heat. Hot, 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 deep, sweat, dark, sweet, wet, 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 red. Please don't stop, please, please don't stop, 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 don't please, 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 please. And everyone's having sex, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> except for Collins, Angel, and Mark. Always except for Mark. Always except for Mark. Because Mark is the ever-handed loner. And everyone's just going crazy. And they have this crazy dance sequence going on. Is this the only song that makes me worry how Fox is going to pull this off on Rhett Live in January? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I wonder how they're gonna pull this one off. And I and Fox are giving a lot of credit because they're trying, but this one's difficult. <laughs> so, especially because there are lines. I'm looking at my looking at my rent Bible, and it says these are exact words that are said in this song in a row. Um, harder, faster, wetter. Bastard, you whore, you cannibal, you animal. <laughs> yeah, that seems like it might be hard to get past the censors. Uh, <laughs> the uh, oh, what's that department called? The if you uh, no, the uh, ugh, it's a TV Council, version. Television Council. I know what you're talking about. Oh, it's FCC. It's like, FCC. Uh, yeah, or the um, the standards people. People yes. at the network, like yes. the network standards people. Well, Fox is Fox, um, so <laughs> yeah, but yeah, so it'll be interesting to see how they're able to pull that off. So, and then you have Angel in here it gets up like an almost like a literal angel in a red and a white 
beater with the spotlight on him, breaking into today for you, and then just <laughs> walks away <laughs> with the with a white like sheet over him and just walks to the back <laughs> and done. That's where we lose Angel in here. But it's so more dramatic on the stage. <laughs> That's a serious rap on Angel. <laughs> Angel is going out uh, extra. Wow. It's so dramatic. Like, whoa. <laughs> but this well, have you we met Angel? Angel? Yeah, it's, it's amazingly dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's pictures in the book I'm looking at, and they can't even get, like, a clear picture because Angel's always moving during this. <laughs> <laughs> but... Yeah, so that's how we end here. Now, what were we going to throw out to end our episode? Well, so I have I have two things. I forgot about the the so the the thing that I always think about when I'm listening to this song is how similar it is um, thematically to "On My Own" from Les Mis. Ooh. On my own, pretending he's beside me. All alone, I walk with him till morning. Without him, I feel his arms around me. And when I lose my way, I close my eyes. And he has found me. It's it's a different tone. Oh, yeah. But it's like... The basically the core of each song is my world is crumbling and falling apart. I am struggling internally, but the world around me continues to go on. Things happen, seasons change, you know, the mm-hmm. rain looks shiny on the pavement or whatever. Right. And I, the, so it just always strikes me that these two similarly themed songs can be um, so different. Can I have and... a confession with that song? <laughs> okay. Before I became the musical geek I am now, this is happened in high school, the first time I heard What You Own, with, not What You Own, um, On My Own, uh-huh. was actually in Dawson's Creek. <laughs> okay, I knew that's what you were going to say, because <laughs> same. Or maybe not the first time. But that's when we all became obsessed with it. I think yes. that when when Joey <laughs> sings that on Dawson's Creek, it was the musical song heard around the world. And Pretty like, much. yeah, every I, I'm sure at every high school you walked down the halls, there was just some girl singing on my own. <laughs> In the rain, the pavement shines like silver. All the lights are misty in the river In the darkness the trees are full of starlight And all I see is him and me forever and forever Although I'd like to thank you for getting the Dawson Creek reference. I appreciate that. You're welcome. That's what I'm here for. So anyway, continue. <laughs> uh, so the other thing that is maybe is less directly related, but I wanted to talk about because this is probably the only place I'll ever get to, um, is that I love the pairing of Adina Menzel and Tay Diggs. And I know they don't really do a lot together in Rent. 
Um, but they then went on to do a musical called The Wild Party. Mm-hmm. And like five people in the world <laughs> will know of The Wild Party. But it is one of my favorite musicals. Of course, I've never seen it because nobody puts yeah, it on anymore. <laughs> but it is one of my favorite uh cast albums to listen to it is so good and they are both in that together um he plays his he actually plays a character called mr black and i was like that's a little on the nose (laughs) (laughs) that's great (laughs) yeah it's it's so it's like set in the 20s during prohibition and there's a wild party and it's really fantastic Everyone should listen to it. Have you? Edith Menzel plays Kate. Have you ever seen the video of Wicked when Indina Menzel and Tay Diggs did it together? When they did As Long As Your Mind together? Yes. No, I don't think so. Oh my God, it's amazing. <laughs> that is my favorite song from Wicked, again, because it is. Um, no, sorry. It's not As Long As Your Mind. That's one of my favorites. My uh, how do you guess? No good deeds. Is that one of your favorite? No good deeds. Yes, <laughs> the one totally the, raw, uh, the the raw emotional one where she's just at the beginning. She's just like, ugh. Yes. <laughs> no good deed goes unpunished. No act of charity goes unresented. No good deed goes unpunished. That's my new creed. Yeah, that that would be my uh, that would be my favorite song on that. So one of yeah, um, my gosh. So from uh, the Wild Party, my favorite Adina song is uh, "Look at Me Now." She just uh, talks about like how she came from trash and now she's here and she met a swell named Mr. Black. <laughs> but you hear Tay Diggs come in and he goes, sorry, Kate, I had to pay for the cab. <laughs> Have you ever heard the song um, What the Fuck from If Then from Indita Menzel? Uh-uh. Oh my God, it's a great song. <laughs> That's a fantastic song. It's literally called What the Fuck. <laughs> it's a fantastic song. 
It's possible I'm pushing this a little too far It's not like things can get a whole lot worse than they are I'm not running on a streak of good luck So what the fuck? So, alright, we, we, can, we can do this all night So let me wrap up here Alright, um That's where we end things A very depressing note <laughs> But Liz, why don't you get your plugs in? Go Listen to more of me talk about random things that sort of connect and musicals on Mean Girls Minute, the podcast where we talk about ostensibly the movie Mean Girls one minute at a time. Like I said, though, there's lots of other stuff like Doctor Who and musicals that keep reappearing. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Mean Girls Minute and you can find us on Facebook. Same thing. So quick question. Is Brian Darcy James also in the show? Yeah, he is. I found the soundtrack on Spotify. It's so good. <laughs> it's so good. I, I love Barn Darcy James. So <laughs> he yes. was in um, uh, Shrek and um, Something Rotten. Uh, yeah, I don't know what else. Uh, Julia Murney, I think, plays the other. It plays uh, Queenie, who's the lead actress, but also very good. If, looked, a song that has all four of the leads in it is a uh, poor child. If you I, I'm just looking at it here. <laughs> quick. <laughs> oh, that's great. I'll have to look into this later. <laughs> oh yeah. It's so Let me good. wrap up. Let me wrap up. Um, <laughs> we're running out longer than I expected us to. Um, <laughs> you can hear me on Clerks Minute every single Monday, Wednesday, Friday as part of the Filling the Void podcast network. And you're hearing this on Tuesday. We're part of the brand new Tuesday lineup. So right after this, listen to the Blake and South Show year one where we're going through our first year on the air in order. <laughs> Which has never been heard since they first aired. So... <laughs> It is crazy to listen back five years ago to my first year of podcasting. So hear that on the network right after this. <laughs> <laughs> and also hear brand new episodes of the Blood Good Sound Show every single Friday. All right. Thank you, Liz, for coming on the last two weeks. This was so much fun. Thank you for having me. I'm happy to get to talk about musicals on a microphone. <laughs> Anytime. This was great. Um, thank you all for listening, and I'll be back next week, Robert Black, and we'll be talking about the funeral and all the depressing stuff that comes from it, including <laughs> cutscenes from the movie. We're talking about that next one. <laughs> all right. Till then, thank you again, Liz, and thank you all for listening to the show. Have a good day, everybody. No day but you